Today, I have the extreme pleasure of interviewing Ray Arada for the Key to Culture podcast. Ray is the founder of the Better Man Conference. He's co-founder of the Inclusionary Leadership Group. He's an author, speaker, and thought leader, and a leading advocate for emotional maturity and accountability for men. So without further delay, let's get to the podcast. Welcome to the Key to Culture podcast, a show that explores the sometimes unseen forces that animate, connect, and unleash thriving companies and teams. You're listening to the Key to Culture podcast, exploring vital energy and life force at work with Tom Kelly. All right, we're back with part two with Ray Arata. Uh, We had a great time talking about all kinds of things that men can do to be allies and to to um, improve the workplace for the company and for all the people in it and make it a more fulfilling place. Welcome. Thank you, Tom. How optimistic are you that we will really bend this to a, a better future? I'm cautiously optimistic. If there was ever an opening, it's now. And that's in large part because of the galvanization of women and from my perspective they're in a they're not going to sit down they're going to stay stay united and they've got enough attention globally on the behavior of men such that more good men than not are sitting in the question you know what do i need to do to change and so um i i feel like we're in a good place to see sustainable change happen it's going to take some work but or and the younger generation they're all for it both men and women do they actually live this more innately the younger generation well actually what i would say is they are saying no we don't want to do it the way our parents in that generation did so they're they're carving a new path they don't have the baggage that we do as baby boomers and Gen X. So just to put the aperture out a little bit, what do, are you doing most of this work in the United States or have you, have you looked at the world and looked at, you know, the degrees to which this is a problem all around the world? Well, patriarchy and toxic masculinity is a global issue. And I'm going to London uh, in October to deliver a workshop for an international company um, I've received interest from Australia and several of the companies that we're talking to are asking us the questions about going overseas. Yeah, Australia is going to be an interesting one because they, they're kind of notorious for you know, their gruffness and everything. But then you hear the stuff about how they turned it around with guns. Yeah. And it's, that's really hopeful. So, okay, let's get to some particulars about what you're doing. So tell us about the Better Man Conference, or how did it come into being? Yeah, give us an overview of how it's, how it's spawned into what it is now and then um, what it's all about. So the Better Man Conference was uh, an idea I came up with after having attended a number of uh, women's leadership conferences, talking to a room full of women about why it was important to engage with men. Uh, in the spirit of their own advancement and gender equality. And so I reached out to several corporate friends saying, I have an idea around a conference that's going to create the space for men to come and learn 
and network about what it means to be allies and partners. And what I want to do in, with this particular conference is bring healthy masculinity into the fold. Uh, in all the men's work I've done, one of the central themes was learning to live and lead from the heart, having men connect to their emotions instead of allowing fear or anger or shame to drive their behavior, to actually have a conscious relationship with their emotions that would require some vulnerability that would engender trust and empower others around them. And so I advanced some of these concepts to friendly corporate men and women. And with that, the Better Man Conference was, was born. And so the Better Man Conference would have breakouts with, with experiential learning, some keynotes, some fireside chats. And um, last year, which was our third year, we went to New York. So we had San Francisco and New York. This year, we're going to be in New Jersey, New York, and San Francisco with London and Austin, Texas beckoning. What's going to be different this year is we're going to de-emphasize the keynotes and the fireside chats and take the entire room through the four steps of our allies journey mm. with experiential learning embedded in each step. Well, are women in, included in the conference? Yes. So uh, women come to the conference last year. It was 75% men, 25% women. And we welcome women and men and those that don't identify on the binary spectrum. I can almost anticipate what the answer to this is, but yeah, with a keynote, everyone's listening to someone talk with breakouts and really get it where people are face to face. Do the women, do they have a key role in, in helping train men or are they part of the education too? Well, they're learning just like the men. So this year we're going to use virtual reality technology for men and women to have the experience of like a 35 year old woman being interrupted, monopolized inside a meeting. And in the meeting, there's a woman, another woman, a bystander male and the offender. And so we are going to invite the tables to have discussions. If you're the bystander, what are your choices to say to the offender? If you're the offender and you've been, it's been brought to your attention that you said these things. What's your response? Wow. If you're the woman, what are your choices and what could you say? So this is all to illuminate something that's very real that happens inside a meeting. We're going to have another scenario where it's going to be a man who is asked by a woman to be his mentor and he's spooked by me too. And so you hear his thoughts. He doesn't know what to do. That's going to be very real for the people in the room. Oh, wow. So the virtual reality will put a 50-year-old man in the shoes or in the, the experience of a 35-year-old woman. And, and that will be in step two of the ally's journey, which is take responsibility for the impact of my behavior. So it's going to give them a chance to see it and feel it. That's amazing. Yeah, my, my wife, she's at the forefront of virtual reality, augmented reality, and she's been, she's been pioneering to this, you know, they, they use it to fundraise, you know, send someone to Af sub-Saharan Africa, 
and really feel what it's like, which is tough. But I think this scenario is much easier because it's just, it's words and it's feeling, you know, it's at a conference table. It's not exotic. It's just harsh. Wow. How did that idea come about? Um, I was introduced to uh, Robin Rosenberg by one of my partners, Robert Bevan, who's also the COO of Jennifer Brown Consulting. And I met her and went to her house and saw her technology and was blown away. Yeah. And you saw the use? Oh, yeah. But she's been kind of using it. So she... This is what she does for a living, and so everyone wins. She gets to come to the conferences, show this technology. I get to host an amazing experience. The participants get to have a real-life experience, and there you go. Wow. That's tremendous, man. <laughs> Can't wait to tell my wife. So curious, it's almost as if when you expanded into New York, you needed to jolt New Yorkers out. I'm from New York, and you're from the Bay Area, so... Yeah, it's almost like New Yorkers need a stronger dose of this, and that's that. That's it. Or tell me about like what what did you you did one last year in New York? Um, I did it last year in New York, and they sold out. And the the New York crowd has actually been very receptive. It and it it wasn't a heavy lift. It was not a heavy lift. To play the cynic here, that could be because you got. There's enough Marin County flavored New Yorkers, including myself, to fill, you know, hopefully giant stadium, let alone a conference. So, so who comes, you know, the, if the listeners are like, oh, wow, that's, that sounds intense. What, who comes and who would benefit from attending? So all shapes and sizes, we get uh, SVPs, directors, VPs, managers, individual contributors, consultants, men, women, all across the board, public companies, uh, NGOs, nonprofits, that's who comes. It's a two-day conference? One day. Oh, one day. And when is it? September 27th, Unilever's campus in Englewood, New Jersey. Okay. October 11th at the Julia Morgan Ballroom in San Francisco. Mm. And... November 19th in New York City, and we're still working on the venue. Fantastic. So you have a book coming out to support that? What? Yeah. Tell us a little about that. Yeah, so the book that uh, I'm in contract with a literary agent to produce is going to be the answer to the question that organizations sit in, which is, what do I do with my men? How do I put attention and attention on the men or how do I engage the majority? The question that men are sitting in, what do I do? What do I say? What do I not do? What do I not say? And the question women are sitting in, which is what's my role in this? How can I support and be supported? Gotcha. Yeah. So if you've dealt with this, but have you heard any anecdotal evidence what happens inside a company when leadership invites just men to gather, to meet, to train. Some companies, for example, um, will send a, a male cohort to the conference, a delegation of all men. A number of companies mix it, men, women, some of their diversity and inclusion professionals, they're all welcome. And then inside companies, we've, we've run workshops with all men 
and we've run workshops mixed. If we go all men, it really depends on the organization and the state of where they're at in their own journey. And if, it, and, and if we do all men, then that needs to be languaged in such a way that it's going to support the men to play a little bit of catch up with the idea of bringing them together with the women. Right, because someone could make a very surface argument that it's the very thing you're trying to not do. Is you know. I've heard that a few hundred times. <laughs> uh, right. No good deed goes unpunished. Fantastic. So you have a book, you have a, this conference. What is the, the full arsenal of the Ray Arata movement? Like, give us a, like an overall, where can they find you? What can they look for? Well, first of all, it's the Better Man movement not the Ray Arata movement. <laughs> There's a couple of places you can go. They can go to bettermanconference.com for the conference. They can go to rayarata.com for my speaking and background because I do a fair amount of keynote speaking. They can go to the inclusionary leadership group.com for our consulting and training organization. Bigger picture. Uh, the vision is that the conferences will, will spread and we will be able to, the inclusionary leadership group is the content delivery engine. So that means we deliver the training, coaching, workshop experiences. And uh, I'm going to be launching a podcast with my partner, Chris Bell. And then the, the big juicy idea is that we're going to be doing a six-part docu-series for Netflix at some point uh, regarding healthy masculinity and the possibilities behind it with the tentative working title of going first. So we want to illuminate various people that have gone first uh, around healthy masculinity. Pioneers. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Do you have any examples of that off the top of your head? Yeah. There's, for example, there's a, there's a, a man who's a former corporate guy who runs Pop Warner football in Marin County, who's, belief and mantra and practice is that his job is to teach all those young boys how to love, mm. how to love themselves, how to love each other, how to love their competitors. And he teaches that to all the parents and that's in football. Yeah. 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 So a very unusual example. Wow. And prominent people like Joe Ehrman, Tony Porter, are they going to be involved or not sure yet? Uh, Tony Porter will be a keynote speaker at my New York conference. Excellent. And I was on a panel with Joe Ehrman last November. Well, it's tremendous the work you're doing. Like you said, it, it's hopefully it's a runaway train because it's so necessary. I want, I just on a hunch, can I put you on the spot to, uh, to address the history of women? The history of women. The all, all women that have ever ever been affected by this toxic masculinity, patriarchy, and just the, the ill effects of all the stuff we've talked about, if you could address them jointly. What would I say? What would you say? So the first thing I would say is, I'm so sorry that you've had to endure as much as you've had for as long as you've had. It's the first thing I'd say. Mm. It's not right. Uh, next thing I'd say is I'm going to do what I can with the power, position, and privilege I have, starting with me and those around me, to affect as much change as I can. And I'll do that to the grave. 
And ultimately I would just say, you know, we're all better together. And I would also ask for their support. Mm. I think that's the natural close. Thank you so much. You're welcome, Tom. For, for being here and doing the, doing this stuff. I'm going to come to the conference and I hope, hope as many listeners as can, can make it. Yeah. I'm going to print out this ally pledge somewhere and possibly pass it out. Uh, Great. Well, we'll actually do it first. Get yeah, it. there you go. <laughs> yep. So thank you so much. Thank you for uh, allowing me to uh, share what's so important to me and giving me a few minutes to eat some food before my next appointment. Fantastic. Have a great rest of the day. Thanks, Tom. See you. Okay, bye. Thank you for listening to the Key to Culture podcast, sponsored by Quantius, the premier marketing agency for emerging technology. Quantius, smart, fast, curious.